Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Coastal Midweek Podcast. You know, funny story. We're just kind of real on here, but TJ and I almost forgot to record today. Yes, we, got to we the, did. to the end of the day and we we're like, oh man, podcasts first thing in the morning. We better, we better get on this. So you guys are getting real live spur of the moment content. <laughs> Very spur of the moment. Well, hey, so this past weekend was Legacy Weekend. Yep. And you talked a lot about generosity and legacy and how we can make a difference with our life. And you told the story of Joseph of Arimathea, although you 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 said it many different ways. Arimathea, Arimathea. It was it driving was, me was, nuts. It was based on when I read it, I pronounced it based on how I would read it. And then when I would just say it, I would say it how I would just normally say it. <laughs> I, w- I was like, hooked on oh phonics work for me. Gosh. That's what I would say. Oh my gosh. If you say this differently one more time, I'm going to correct you in front of everyone, but I don't know if it's Arimathea or Arimathea. I don't so. know either. So it, one of them could be right yeah. or wrong. Well, then you should have just picked one instead of, you know, anyways, that is not the point. <laughs> I, I thought that it w- I had never looked at the story that way, you know, because I've, I've, I've heard the story. I've read the story. You know, we, we've, we've all heard about the crucifixion and, and you kind of just glaze over that part. Yeah. But I think it was such a powerful illustration about somebody that had, had built something for themselves, you know, like they had built a legacy. They wanted to be remembered. And, and so they have this tomb basically that they had been, been, building for, working on yeah who knows Digging how it long. out of rock you know all of that and it, it was something that was really incredible actually you know something that would have been like a hey this person had wealth they had yeah they would have had to have purchased that land mm-hmm. i mean they would have they would have had to expend the resources to a lot to of investment ex, ex, into excavate right. and create this place and space mm-hmm. for you know a burial spot. I mean, exactly. and all of that would have cost something. Mm-hmm. So in the moment, you know, you were talking about how he almost has this, some sort of an awakening inside yeah. of him that just says, Hey, I have something that can be a resource in a time of need and something that little did he know was going to impact generations and that we would be talking about him, you know, 2000 years later. Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't realize that what we have, what we're building, our resources, even our our time, our treasure, our talent, like what God has given us, how much of a difference that that can make. And you even talked about how he probably didn't even know. No, I don't think I don't think for him it was like, oh, this is my moment where I'm going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I thought I think that it was really interesting, you know, and I, I tried to point it out a lot that he just had this, this thing that I want to care. I want to care for Christ's body. Yeah. Um, and that's a good mentality to have, mm-hmm. you know, for Jesus said that 
the one thing that he was going to build was going to be his church, which is Christ's body. That's what we we're mm-hmm. referred to today. We're referred to as the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and he's very adamant. I want to I want to take care of that. And I think yeah. anytime you you have a mindset, and I would say it's a kingdom mindset. Yep. Like I want God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. I want that to be the kingdom that I'm building, mm-hmm. not my kingdom or this kingdom, because I. I, I know even from my own life, it's really easy to get so focused on me, myself, and I. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, Easily. And what are we going to have and what are we going yeah. to experience? And and it could be very self-focused. And you do have to think about those things, yeah, yeah. but you have to live open-handedly with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think God wants us, you know, I, I talked about it a lot this weekend where I, I, I want, I think God wants us to have and enjoy life. I mean, there's mm-hmm. lots of scripture that encourage us to enjoy the mm-hmm things that he's given well, to us. And if you don't and if you don't have a plan to build your wealth or to build those resources or to plan for your future, then you're not going to have that. It's just like you have to plan for that and desire yeah. that, but you also have to live with an open hand. Yeah. You know, like what I have, I'll give you if you need it or you know, I had a plan for it, but God, you have a better plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's ever, I mean, one of the ways that we've been able to live in life yep. is, Hey, we, we're going to, we're going to set up, we're going to have some ideas. We're going to have some concepts mm-hmm. of here's what we'd like to do. But God, anytime you want to intervene yep. and you want to change this, mm-hmm. like while I might've had it designated for this, yep. I'm willing to do it wherever you want to put well, it. Well, And I think, there's, there's a principle behind that because we've, we've had a plan for a lot of different things financially in our life or, um, ministry wise, career wise, any of those things we've, we've always had a plan and we've been successful in those things. Like we have nice things and and all of that, but I think it comes down to a principle of generosity as well, yeah. because God knows that he can entrust us with that because anytime he tells us to give or to stretch our faith, we're obedient in that. And I think that there is a principle of, you know, you're faithful with the little, I'll make you ruler over much. And so many of us, I think we hold so tightly to things, whether it's our time or our money and resources that we're almost stingy in some of those things. And it's hard for God to, to bless us and move us forward because we're, we're hoarding. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's what I would call a poverty mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, he's not going like, to be enough. I, I, this is if not, I do this. if I do this, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's almost, it's a bag mindset. My life is limited to this little bag that right. I can comprehend. Well, you forget that God is mm-hmm. in control of it all. Mm-hmm. Like the, he, he owns it all. And so the more I take ownership and control and want to, want to just, well, this is all I've got, you know, that it's just a, mm-hmm. it's a change of how we yep. think. Well, and at this point in our life, I'm all, I'm almost scared not to be obedient and to trust God in the big things in those moments, because I'm scared on what I'll miss out on, because I know I've seen his faithfulness in the past that I'm like, man, if I don't do this, what blessing, not that it's about getting the blessing, but like, what am I missing out on if I don't? Yeah. Well, I think that the the thing that people don't realize, and the majority of people don't realize this, that you know there is a verse that says it's, it is more blessed to give than mm-hmm. it is to receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were talking about this today in our staff meeting about 
um, serving. And everybody thinks, oh man, they just want me to serve because they want something for me. And what you don't realize is what you get out of serving Mm -hmm. and the significance and the worth and the value. Same thing is true with giving. You think, well, if I give, that I'm going to have less than. Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, you're more enriched mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the, one of those kingdom of God principles that works the exact opposite yep. of how you think it should mm-hmm. work. Um, and, and I wish that, that God didn't make everything like that because it, it it makes life so much more difficult for somebody to to comprehend on the front end. But once you, once do, you it, do it, you're like, oh, now I get what they're always talking about, why yep. they're always talking about, oh man, trust God, mm-hmm. you know, put him first, mm-hmm. you know, give of your time, your talent, your treasure, yep. make make those things a priority to put God first in every area of my life. I'm not just trusting him for my eternity, I'm trusting him for my today. Yep. Well, and I think we see that we didn't talk about this this weekend, but we see it in that story of Joseph of Arimathea, you know, because he entrusted God with something that he had built for himself. And God used it to redeem that, but it also came back to him. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't lose that. It came back to him in almost something greater because you think about, oh man, that's the tomb that Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah, they're still they're still charging to go look at that tomb. (laughs) (laughs) Money maker. He was it was a money now. (laughs) But they they really are, but (laughs) yeah, but I I was thinking about it in that way. Like when we do give something over to God, it's not a loss to us. No. Like it's really a huge, great gain for, you know, wh- whatever the situation is. Like God will always return those things back to us, not always in the way that we thought, but man, something great comes out of when we live open-handedly and not just financially, like you were saying, serving and giving of our time and just noticing people. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times when, I mean, there's there's a, I have to tell myself a lot of times because I can get so focused on task and, you know, doing, doing things and being so head down focused on those things. I have to tell myself to look up and just kind of walk slowly through the crowd because I can hoard my time and hoard, you know, and and those things of going, man, let me just take time to take focus off of myself and what I need to do and begin to just walk slowly and notice other people's needs and to be able to give words of encouragement. And, you know, so it's not just, a financial thing. No, we've been blessed. Yes, to be a blessing. To be a blessing. And blessed is in a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. We we talk about finances a lot because where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Yep, it's one of the biggest competitors for our heart. It's, it's the number one competitor for our heart. And it's why- we, it's, it's not even our money, it's our thing. It's, a, it's, it's stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever that stuff may be. Yep. And, you know, God God just ultimately wants to be our ultimate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be in second place or mm-hmm. fifth place or 57th place. He wants to be in first place yep. in our lives. And, and here's what I know is that um, when you're the favorite, you always get more. Mm-hmm. Like, so if God's my number one, you know, like, oh, that's, that's my favorite. Like, you always get more. So are you saying you're God's favorite? I am God's favorite. <laughs> I thought I was. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, where is this going? I don't know. That's what happens when you don't have notes for this. <laughs> well, I mean, I would I would want to I think I would want to challenge people too because I think it is and we talk a lot about this, it's a discipline, mm-hmm. you know, to trust God in all of those areas of our of of our life and not to try to take control over those things, but to actually let 
him lead in our time, in our money, in all of those things. And I, I would challenge you guys with a question is like, are you really trusting God in every area of your life? Are you living open-handedly? Like if God challenged you to do something, would your answer be yes? And have you structured your life well enough to where when he does ask you, mm-hmm. you know, and this is why this is why we encourage people to, to do things like Financial Peace University yes. and these different things, because what if you did know that this was the moment that you could do something significant that would change the trajectory of the world and people would be talking about you 2,000 years later? Right. Would you have planned well enough? Mm. Would you... You know, and that when I, there's so many things in this story I couldn't yeah. talk about over the weekend, but let's it, unpack it a little. Yeah, but I, I think about the fact that that Joseph had planned so well mm-hmm. and had been such a great steward of the resources that he had. Yeah, that when the moment came that he could do something, he actually had the ability to do it. Yep, and from a time perspective. From a talent perspective, I mean, you it's all in the story. He had the time to be able to set that up. He had the talent. He had built up a great enough reputation mm-hmm. that he could go to the highest yeah. ranking official of that day with it's credibility yeah. and go, hey, I would like this. And that guy's like, yeah, no problem. Like, what kind of reputation had he built for so long mm-hmm. that he had the ability to do that? Right. What what kind of well, and you don't you don't get to that place if you're a taker either. No. Like if you hoard everything and if you're selfish and you know, you get to those places because you're a great resource. Yeah. And, and you just think about he, he the influence that he had, mm-hmm. uh the the resources that he had, the character that he you just all the things yeah. that went into With the position. moment, yeah. you know, when we look at the moment and we're like, man, if I had that moment, I would take advantage of it. But it's, it's the discipline. It was the discipline that set him up so mm-hmm. well for the moment that made the moment significant. Yeah. Um, and so I would challenge people. It's the Bible tells us it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that we're doing on a daily basis that build up to the big things the little, the big things that everybody wants are made in the little things that nobody wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing consistently that other people are doing occasionally? Yep. Because that's, that is what makes that significant kind of life. That legacy life is what we do consistently. Yeah. That other people only do occasionally. Yeah. And I think some of those things come back to our daily disciplines, which we talk about constantly on this podcast between Bible reading and giving and being obedient to the things that God asks us to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny this weekend I was standing out front talking to somebody and uh, they said, you know, since we started coming to church, the one thing that we've heard consistently over and that's like changed our lives that, and the one one girl goes, man, read your Bible. And the other person was like, no, get good shoes. But I, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the, the first initial reaction that somebody got from yeah. coming to our church is like the number one thing that I need to do is read my Bible. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you'll build the discipline of spending time with God and making Him the ultimate in your life, it will change every other discipline well, I, in your I life. Do, I do think it's. You know, so many people struggle to hear God's voice, but the Bible is God's voice. voice. And so the more we read that, I think the more we're able to identify those moments that he speaks to us as well. And we can be confident to go, 
yes, Lord, I'll be obedient to that. Well, not only that, but there's so many competing voices out there. If you don't mm-hmm. know his character, if you don't know his nature, yep. if you don't know his, you know, what he said. History, pre- yeah. Previously, yeah. like, so when you hear something and you're like, man, I think that that's God. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you know his character, you know his his tendencies, you know his history, you'll go, well, does that line up with that? Yeah. Right. Or was that just bad pizza last night? <laughs> that is so true. What what are some of the other things? I know you said there's there's so much stuff in this in this story that stood out to you that maybe you weren't able to to talk about all of it. Was were there any other things that you're like, man, this this was something that was so valuable, or no? You just talked about it. I, I mean, I talked about I, I I thought a lot about the fact that he was a he was not a prominent out front kind of person. Um. Well, and no, so I think many, a lot of people think that we can only make a difference correct. if we're if in we're front prominent of and out front. And and I thought so much about that this week yeah. that it, it's it's really in it's really the, everybody thinks that we're doing so much, like even at church. Mm-hmm. But really it's the people that are on the dream team yeah. um that are serving behind the scenes. It was I think about it as the ladies that were here in our office today. Um, putting pens and seat backs and cleaning and with labeling a, postcards labeling, so that people come to Christmas Eve. Yeah. Lint rolling chairs so that when you sit down, there's not like there's all these little things that nobody ever sees that create the moments yeah. that everybody gets to see. Yep. And they think, oh man, the guy that preached them. No, no, the, it, the is, people that set the stage is people that set the stage for the moment. Like everybody remembers the resurrection. Nobody remembers the gift of the tomb. Yeah. Yeah. But you needed the tomb, but for you the needed the tomb for the resurrection. That's mm-hmm. what made the resurrection so powerful is because it was, they knew that there was a stone that was an impossibility for an individual to roll over it yeah. because this guy had planned so well mm-hmm. to create this moment for himself that, that God all of a sudden intervened and it's a supernatural moment. Yeah. And and you just never know. Mm-hmm. You just never know what your planning today and your diligence today is going to create tomorrow. Well, I mean, and, and you you even think about even people with a stage, you know, I think about your, yourself, for instance, you know, you're communicating on a weekend and and people hear that message, you know, but there's so many hours and things behind the scenes and the preparation and the discipline that went into you know, the 30, sometimes 40, 45 minutes, you know, that, <laughs> Sorry. that come into that. Um, so it, it is a lot of the, the disciplines and the behind the scenes and, and the things that nobody else sees that makes a difference. Just like nobody necessarily sees the money we give, or sometimes they see the time that we give, but it's not about those things either. No, we're not doing any of those things to be seen. Mm-hmm. We're doing those things to be faithful. Yep. Yep. And and I've just learned in life that faithfulness leads to, to fruitfulness. fruitfulness. Yep. And if we'll be if we'll be faithful then you know God will be faith like if we're faithful God's going to be faithful. That's right. That's so true. That's that's who he that's is. That's his nature. Yeah. Yep. Um, and when we look throughout, again, you go back to reading the Bible or anything like we can trust in all of those things because we see it played out throughout his word Yeah, and that he'll always be faithful to, to those things, you know? So one of the things I kind of, I want to talk about for just a minute is 
something that we have coming up in December. And I'm kind of switching gears on you us. You totally are. Really quickly. This is what happens when you don't have a script. So sorry. Um, but it's our it's our Christmas store. And I just want you to explain the heart behind that a little bit because I know there's a lot of people that have had questions and, you know, so why, why is that something we're doing? Yeah. So in the years past, we've been, we've always been willing to go into these uh, underprivileged neighborhoods and mm -hmm. people in our church would be so generous and donate gifts and we would take them in um, and bring them to these families. And, and, and it's incredible. Yeah. But my heart has always been, not how does the church be the winners in life, but how do we make parents yeah. win? And so I always felt like we we were robbing the parents of dignity. Yeah, we were like the superheroes yeah. going in, and it, these gifts are from us rather than it being the parent that's the superhero. Right. And so and so for the last couple of years, I've been dreaming like, how can we create a a, a way that we can help parents that are struggling be mm -hmm. the winners in their kids' eyes? Yep. How do we? Because I want to build families. I mean, that's yeah. it's something I'm passionate about. It's something we are passionate about. It's like we really want to build the family because we know the fa yeah. the thing the enemy wants to destroy more than anything at the the core is the family because it's mm -hmm. a representation of of you know of the old, it's a representation of relationship. Yeah. I mean, can yeah. you die to yourself? Can you honor one another? You know, and and so. Um, the Christmas store was birthed out of that idea. How do we create a place where parents can come and basically at 90% off uh, for $5, get 50 to $75 worth of kids gifts for every single child. And I mean like awesome gifts. We're talking bikes and yeah, there's tablets out tablets there. There's all kinds like of basically drones. We went to like the top gifts for mm -hmm. every age group, zero to 18 boys and girls mm -hmm. and said, what are the top gifts for each of these age brackets and let's buy in bulk all yeah. those things. I mean, we, we, we've had more stuff delivered to our mm -hmm. church here. I mean, we have, we have trailer loads of, yeah. of, of gifts because we want to create a place and we want to create a concierge kind of service where these parents would come in. They would, they would get some really, really great instruction. They would hear a gospel message, um, that they would have a shopping experience with a right. with a shopping concierge that would walk them through, help them find the gifts that they need. Then we would be able to wrap those gifts for them in a really incredible way. And then almost like if you were to go to a Saks or a Nordstrom's where there's a concierge service where we would take those gifts and we would walk them out to your car and we'd place them in there. So it'd be like a five-star shopping experience for these parents to be able to give their kids the best Christmas ever. And at the heart of the matter, the parents would know, man, the local church wants to build a family and wants to see God do incredible things. And at the same point, uh, you know, them be the winners in their kids' eyes when they open up a gift on Christmas morning. And because of the generosity of our church, because they've already been so generous, yep. uh, last year and, and earlier this year, we were able to, to purchase close to $30,000 worth of gifts to be able to provide this for 500 kids yeah. this Christmas. And so I think we're going to be able to have well, a huge I, impact. I think the thing with, you know, um, the $5 is it's not, it's not necessarily about making sure that the parents pay this $5 or whatever, but it's really because we want parents to be able to say, listen, I did this. 
somebody else didn't do it for me. You know, somebody else didn't show up with these gifts, but I was able to provide Christmas for my kids. And I think that that can be a really powerful thing for somebody rather than the church, again, being the superhero, that we can give that back to the parents and the parents are able to provide for their family in a pretty incredible, awesome, amazing way. So it's not necessarily about, oh, we need this $5 money. It's because we want those parents to to feel like they did it. Yeah. So- I think it can be a, a really, really cool outreach. And we would love for you guys to come and to partner with us. And we need tons of people to serve. We're going to be wrapping presents. We're going to be hosting people. We're going to, you know, be helping people shop. And we can use as many people as we can get. And it's it's our opportunity to make a big difference for people this Christmas season. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you don't really like people. We have opportunities to come and serve and like putting together bikes and different things Yeah, uh, during the week to, to create the Christmas store. Even like having people that love to bake, make Christmas cookies that we could pass out while people are in line yeah. or, you know, there's all kinds of different ways that, that you can be a part of that. And so I want to encourage you guys check out our website, coastalcommunity.tv slash Christmas store. And you guys can see all the details. You can share that with families that you you know are in need, or you can sign up to serve on that website as well. So we would love to see you guys come out, partner with us to make a difference this Christmas. And then we'll have also our Christmas Eve service on December 21st, Christmas, or 21st, 24. 24th, Christmas Eve Trails in the park, park at Pine Trails Park. We're going to have a pre-party at 3.30 with bounce houses, snow, like, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of fun. Photo Five o'clock will be the Christmas Eve service. No and rain. No rain. Last year, it poured. As soon as TJ got on stage, it downpoured. It was awesome. There were some amazing people that stayed out there, though. Well, the, about 90% of the people stayed there. Yeah, it was awesome. In the rain. It was I incredible. just met somebody the other day that was here, and they're like, our first service was Christmas Eve service last year. I was like, wow. It's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. You know, that's... I just, I just, uh, the other day I invited, I was at, uh, Carmela and I invited a couple that I talk to all the time mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, we're going to come to Christmas Eve at the park for the first time coming to church. So awesome. I was pretty pumped. That's great. And Christmas Eve is a really easy time to invite people to. Yeah. Because most people go to church on Christmas, Easter. They're looking for, hey, if they have kids, they can come get their energy out on bounce houses. Yeah. Or like, or we can chalk them full of hot chocolate and then send them home send with them more home. energy. Yeah, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on the on the midweek mid podcast. And we hope to see you guys here next week. Have an amazing week.